Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. I'm Jill. Today is the sixth day of December. Welcome, everybody. If you are just finding your way here by chance, uh, welcome. We are so glad that you're here. And it's never too late to jump in and to hear the Word of God and to allow it to speak to us and transform us from the inside out. Um, If you have been here, welcome. So glad that you're here. And let's finish this month strong together because it's great to do things solo individually for personal goals and gain, but it's so much greater uh, to share in community together and have others celebrate with us. So I'm here and acknowledging all that we have celebrated together this year, all that we have endured together this year, and to spur us on to keep going and finish this month and this year well together. We're continuing the book of Second Corinthians today, reading chapters 10, 11, 12, 13, and this week we're reading the Christian Standard Bible, Second Corinthians chapter 10. Now I, Paul, myself, appeal to you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am humble among you in person, but bold towards you when absent, I beg you that when I am present, I will not need to be bold with the confidence by which I plan to challenge certain people who think we are living according to the flesh. For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. And we are ready to punish any disobedience once your obedience is complete. Look at what is obvious. If anyone is confident that he belongs to Christ, let him remind himself of this. Just as he belongs to Christ, so do we. For if I boast a little too much about our authority, which the Lord gave for building you up and not for tearing you down, I will not be put to shame. I don't want to seem as though I am trying to terrify you with my letters. For it is said, his letters are weighty and powerful, but his physical presence is weak and his public speaking amounts to nothing. Let such a person consider this. What we are in our letters when we are absent We will also be in our actions when we are present. For we don't dare classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves, but in measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves to themselves, they lack understanding. We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but according to the measure of the area of ministry that God has assigned to us, which reaches even to you. For we are not overextending ourselves as if we had not reached you, since we have come to you with the gospel of Christ. We are not boasting beyond measure about other people's labors. On the contrary, we have the hope that as your faith increases, our area of ministry will be greatly enlarged, so that we may preach the gospel to the regions beyond you without boasting about what has already been done in someone else's area of ministry." So let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. For it is not the one commending himself who is approved, but the one the Lord commends. I wish you would put up with a little foolishness from me. Yes, do put up with me 
for I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy because I have promised you in marriage to one husband to present a pure virgin to Christ. But I fear that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your minds may be seduced from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. For if a person comes and preaches another Jesus whom we did not preach, or you receive a different spirit which you had not received, or a different gospel which you had not accepted, you put up with it splendidly. Now I consider myself in no way inferior to those super-apostles. Even if I am untrained in public speaking, I am certainly not untrained in knowledge. Indeed, we have in every way made that clear to you in everything. Or did I commit a sin by humbling myself so that you might be exalted, because I preached the gospel of God to you free of charge? I robbed other churches by taking pay from them to minister to you. When I was present with you and in need, I did not burden anyone since the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied my needs. I have kept myself and will keep myself from burdening you in any way. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be stopped in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I don't love you? God knows I do, but I will continue to do what I am doing in order to deny an opportunity to those who want to be regarded as our equals in what they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no great surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. Their end will be according to their works." I repeat, let no one consider me a fool, but if you do, at least accept me as a fool so that I can also boast a little. What I am saying in this matter of boasting, I don't speak as the Lord would, but as it were foolishly. Since many boast according to the flesh, I will also boast. For you, being so wise, gladly put up with fools. In fact, you put up with it if someone enslaves you, if someone exploits you. If someone takes advantage of you, if someone is arrogant towards you, if someone slaps you in the face, I say this to our shame, we have been too weak for that. But in whatever anyone dares to boast, I am talking foolishly, I also dare. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I'm talking like a madman. I'm a better one with far more labors, many more imprisonments, far worse beatings, many times near death. Five times I received the forty lashes minus one from the Jews. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. I have spent a night and a day in the open sea. On frequent journeys I faced dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, Dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, and dangers among false brothers, toil and hardship, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food, cold and without clothing, not to mention other things. There is the daily pressure on me, my concern for all the churches. Who is weak, and I am not weak? 
who is made to stumble, and I do not burn with indignation? If boasting is necessary, I will boast about my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is blessed forever, knows I am not lying. In Damascus, a ruler under King Eretes guarded the city of Damascus in order to arrest me. So I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. Boasting is necessary. It is not profitable. But I will move on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether he was in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. I know that this man, whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words which a human being is not allowed to speak. I will boast about this person, but not about myself, except of my weaknesses. For if I want to boast, I wouldn't be a fool because I would be telling the truth. But I will spare you, so that no one can credit me with something beyond what he sees in me or hears from me, especially because of the extraordinary revelations. Therefore, so that I would not exalt myself, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to torment me so that I would not exalt myself. Concerning this, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is perfected in weakness. Therefore, I will most gladly boast all the more about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may reside in me. So I take pleasure in weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I have been a fool. You forced it on me. You ought to have commended me since I am not in any way inferior to those super apostles, even though I am nothing. The signs of an apostle were performed with unfailing endurance among you, including signs and wonders and miracles. So in what way are you worse off than the other churches except that I personally did not burden you? Forgive me for this wrong. Look, I am ready to come to you this third time. I will not burden you since I am not seeking what is yours, but you. For children ought not save up for their parents, but parents for their children. I will most gladly spend and be spent for you. If I love you more, Am I to be loved less? Now granted, I did not burden you, yet sly as I am, I took you in by deceit. Did I take advantage of you by any of those I sent you? I urged Titus to go, and I sent the brother with him. Titus didn't take advantage of you, did he? Didn't we walk in the same spirit and in the same footsteps? Have you been thinking all along that we were defending ourselves to you? No. In the sight of God, we are speaking in Christ, and everything, dear friends, is for building you up. For I fear that perhaps when I come, I will not find you to be what I want, and you may not find me to be what you want. Perhaps there will be quarreling, jealousy, angry outbursts, selfish ambitions, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorder. I fear that when I come, my God will again humiliate me in your presence, and I will grieve for many who sinned before and have not repented of the moral impurity, sexual immorality, and sensuality they practiced. This is the third time I am coming to you. Every matter must be established by the testimony 
of two or three witnesses. I gave a warning when I was present the second time, and now I give a warning while I am absent to those who sinned before and to all the rest. If I come again, I will not be lenient, since you seek proof of Christ speaking in me. He is not weak in dealing with you, but powerful among you. For he was crucified in weakness, but he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but in dealing with you, we will live with him by God's power. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you yourselves not recognize that Jesus Christ is in you unless you fail the test? And I hope you will recognize that we ourselves do not fail the test, but we pray to God that you do nothing wrong, not that we may appear to pass the test, but that you may do what is right, even though we may appear to fail. For we can't do anything against the truth, but only for the truth. We rejoice when we are weak and you are strong. We also pray that you become fully mature. This is why I'm writing these things while absent, so that when I am there, I may not have to deal harshly with you in keeping with the authority the Lord gave me for building up and not for tearing down. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, become mature, be encouraged, be of the same mind, be at peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints send you greetings. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This concludes the book of 2 Corinthians today. And Paul has some words for the people. And as we listen to the words of this letter to the Corinthians today, if I'm being real honest, I'm always amazed at how timeless the words can be. So this makes sense in my brain, so stay with me just for a second. I am a lover of fashion and have probably been since I came out of the womb. Clothing has always been a way for me to express myself creatively and sort of declare my individuality. But what I've found is if you go too trendy with the styles that are in fashion at that time, you look back at pictures and you'd laugh because the styles change and they become irrelevant and they change drastically from decade to decade and they usually come back around and there's just an ever so slight twist to make it relevant to where we are now while mimicking a time period so blatantly that it can be identified, we can also do this with the gospel of Christ. We can make it so trendy. We can make it so relevant to our culture, but change it up enough to modernize it while a true-ish message of the gospel might be found somewhere in it to identify its origin. It's just changed up a little bit. We can update the language. We can update the relevancy of whatever is happening in the world, whatever agenda we want to promote. But plain and simple, if it's not the gospel of Jesus, it's not the gospel of Jesus. And without knowing the heart of the gospel, of Jesus, we can acclimate toward any gospel-ish message 
out there if it feels or seems relevant or we pull from one sentence of an entire passage and promote it as the gospel and disregard the entire context that might change the message that we're speaking of. Now, I want to clarify something. I don't believe I'm making a hard sell for relevancy in this letter to the Corinthians from Paul. I believe I am making a case for accuracy. And I think I'm coming to the main reason why I am making this entire case here. Paul couldn't be more upfront and poignant about the things we should be boasting about. Boy, we missed the mark there. Paul couldn't be more upfront and poignant about suffering in this life as a believer of Jesus. Two things I think we get really wrong. We really miss the mark as a Christian culture in what we are displaying to the world, hello social media, and how we handle our suffering. Hello addiction. And I would probably argue that shame is a pretty big reason why we do both of these things. Who can we be our true selves with? Who can we stand naked and unashamed in front of, bragging about our weaknesses? And where can we go that we can be intentionally honest and forthright with our sufferings without someone trying to pray it away, fake hope it away, or inauthentic hide it away. I am okay. I'm good. I am okay. Two essential people in the New Testament have spoken strongly about pain and suffering, and they are two men that may have experienced the most excruciating suffering in the New Testament. Jesus... And Paul, what better person to spur us on, encourage us, and be brutally honest with the truth that this life will bring suffering and pain. It is not always an attack from the enemy. If you remember the, the book of James, who spoke about our testing comes from our own selfish desires, but so many times we call it a testing of our faith from God or an attack from the enemy himself. But what about when we are our own worst enemy? What about when we formulate the answers and we have all of the answers to all of life's questions of our faith, but those answers get upside down in the middle of our pain and our suffering? I've chased cultural relevancy it doesn't last long. It's only relevant for a short time before it fades away and something new and shiny and sparkly comes along. And when it does, the new and the shiny and the sparkly says that everything you have worked for up till that point is now obsolete. It's now irrelevant. You have to get rid of everything and start all over again. The message of Jesus is timeless. It does not change. It oftentimes goes against everything that is culturally relevant 
and the plain and simple truth of that is that if we miss the heart of who Jesus truly is, then we miss the heart of who Jesus truly is. And when we do that, we have a variation of the gospel and we miss the gospel of Jesus. Jesus, thank you for this time together. Thank you for these important reminders to keep going, to keep enduring, to boast in our weaknesses, not what we're good at. We don't have to brag about the things that we know we do well, the things we want to bring attention to ourselves to. But if we can boast in our weaknesses, then our strength is made perfect in weakness. So let us be strong enough to say that I'm weak enough to need you. And I pray that we would turn to you. You are not and never have been our fixer, but your spirit is our helper, our guide, our comforter, our truth. I pray that we would end the chase of relevancy and embrace the timeless message of Jesus, that it is for every person and that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you for your word. It's timelessness, it's transformation, and it's double-edged sword. I pray this now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible. That's home base. Check it out if you've not. And take a look around. That's also the website if you would like to partner with us here at the Daily Audio Bible. First of all, we thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. And we are so grateful we do not have to. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or you can utilize that app and hit the Give icon up at the top right-hand corner. Lastly, look for the Give icon on the website. If you would like to be a part of the Christmas initiative, you still have time to do so. $25 donation gets you one vinyl album. And you can give up to five times to get all five in the collection. Or you can give any variation, one through five. And that donation goes toward the upgrades for the brand new app that is coming and we are excited about that so you can go to the website and find uh, the vinyl there and give and donate and be a part of the building of what is coming that's going to do it for me today i'm jill we will return to the book of acts tomorrow as well as begin the book of romans look forward to that until then love one another. Hey, Dabsy family, this is Kindergarten Katie. I wanted to thank you guys for your prayers because there have been multiple instances recently where since I haven't been able to listen consistently, I've gone back and listened to a previous time and happened to hear someone praying for me. And it's been exactly what God knew I needed. So even though you prayed weeks ago, I might have just recently heard it. 
and it touched my heart exactly when I needed it. So, thank you. Um, there's still a lot that's really hard right now. And you guys are such an incredible family. So I love you. Thank you for praying for me, for my family, for each other. I'm praying for you. Bye. Hey, Tabsy family. This is Mindy from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I wanted to call in and let you know that today is December 2nd. And two days ago, November 30th, my father went to be with the Lord. Uh, he went peacefully. Um, I tried to get here in time, but he went quickly. Uh, we just, we, I, so I wasn't able to say goodbye that day, but I had seen him the previous weekend and I said goodbye. Um, but he's with our Lord now and in no more pain, he's healed. Um, I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you for the prayers that you have prayed for me and my family. And uh, I know he is at peace in the arms of Jesus. Um, continue to pray, especially for my mom. And she's been married a long time and, and her life has changed significantly. But uh, I just wanted to give you that update. Hey everybody, um, this is Ebony, also known as Abba Songbird out of Nashville. I just wanted to request prayer. Um, I've been dealing with migraines for a while and I thought I had reached a point a couple weeks ago where, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I had gotten past them and maybe, you know, God had kind of delivered me from them completely. And I had a good week and a half with no migraines at all. And fast forward to this past Tuesday, I've had a migraine basically every day. Um... I still, despite what it looks like, I still believe that God has healed me from migraines. Um, a couple Fridays ago, several people laid hands on me at an event um, where someone was mentioning healing from migraines. And I do believe that God healed me, even though I'm coming to you now <laughs> currently having a migraine. Um, but I just, I, I need prayer. Um, I don't know, it's, I know they could be worse, but definitely, I don't know. It's been tough. So just requesting prayer for healing from those and just that I can continue to hold on to what I believe God has done for me, even if my physical reality doesn't seem to match. All right. Um, hope everyone's doing well. Thanks.